I'm Shannon, and darling, I'm juicy now. <laughs> and I'm Emma, and I'm just a rat in a cuter outfit. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't. Don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise. I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore. I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you $100 if you say something bitchy about someone we know. That's bullshit, Gary! You know it! <laughs> a very, very cute outfit. Very cute rat. And oh. I don't say that lightly. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, we learned last week that you don't like rodents, so I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I, I can't get over how much Carrie shrieks at a squirrel, which just, like, for, uh, like, you know, do I want to be, like, you know, close and chummy with a squirrel? No. But I wouldn't shriek at one, because I see them all the time. But then she just sees a rat, so, and she's like, oh. I don't know, if I saw a rat, I would, I would scream. I guess it's just, like, the whole, like, city versus country thing, because a squirrel yeah. is very country, <laughs> and a rat is very New York City, so it, it makes sense. It's aligned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even somehow aligned with our topic today. Yes. We're, we're going to continue talking about the family rodentia. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about the great outdoors uh, as much as it comes up in the show, which is not like a lot, but it is kind of interesting. Um, I think the show does, it does a really interesting um, job of kind of like, it doesn't necessarily tackle the whole debate of like urban versus rural or a city versus country, but it's such a show steeped like in the city mm-hmm. that when those kind of outdoorsy country um, out of the city moments come up, they're just very interesting. But yeah, we're going to be talking about that today. But before we get into it, Emma, what's a time where you, like Carrie, like Aiden, like Big, have been stuck in the mud i love how specific this question (laughs) is because shannon and i both have a story an answer for it but um yeah i guess just personally like i love the outdoors and i like go camping a lot and Mm -hmm. blah 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 so it's this is not you know an unusual occurrence for me but there has been a time that i got stuck in the mud and it it's just remains a very funny memory in my mind Uh, I was walking with a friend and it was very muddy, (laughs) as you can imagine, and I was wearing my Crocs. I made the mistake of wearing my Crocs on this walk and literally like my foot, all of it, it was like quicksand Mm -hmm. and my foot just like fully submerged underneath the mud and I must have been like knee deep in mud Mm -hmm. and I was just like laughing because it was very funny but I was also scared because the mud was just like sucking me in Mm -hmm. and I was laughing and I called to my friend I was like Rose Rose help me help me and she was laughing because she thought I was joking but eventually she realized that I was in danger my croc was also in danger (laughs) and she she successfully obviously I'm here today to tell the tale but she Mm -hmm. successfully pulled me out of the mud with croc so with croc that's important with croc we didn't I, lose croc we didn't lose croc i 
I was just laughing. We didn't lose Croc. <laughs> I um, almost did. It definitely made that like squelching noise mm. and I could feel the mud like taking the Croc mm. and I clenched those toes so tight, baby, mm. that I managed to get the Croc out of the mud and I would have been devastated. I mean, mm. Shannon knows and everyone that knows me knows that I love my Crocs. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it, w- it was a happy tale in the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what about you? <laughs> so I don't have, well, my mud story is not specific to me. It concerns Riley, but it's a very silly story. And I feel like he'll be fine with me sharing it. <laughs> we feel he'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very cute. Um, It's a very... It's a it's a nice memory in my mind, although at the time it wasn't. So ca- actually, kind of similar. Um, so Riley got really into gold panning um, a couple a couple years ago and really wanted to try it out. And we had just gone um, for a hike. We kind of drove out of the city. And we were hiking, and there happened to be like a pretty big river kind of after we had finished. And he was like, "Oh, I I want to try like gold panning and." I was pretty tired and I just didn't really have much interest so I was like okay well I'm gonna take a seat by the riverbank like bundle myself up it was kind of chilly and um I had brought a book so I was gonna read my book so I kind of like set myself down and I can see him and you know he's wearing um he had like hiking boots I think and then he changed into like Birkenstocks and was just kind of like by a shallow part of the river under some rocks like doing some panning and not really finding a whole lot and then he was like oh I'm gonna like just go around kind of the corner um so he went out of sight for me but like still pretty close and not even five minutes later I just hear Shannon can you help me and I was like okay like sure I had just gotten myself settled Mm -hmm. and I had like taken off my shoes I was like I, I like I was so cozy like just bundled up and like reading my book and so I was like oh okay so I go around the corner and this man is stuck like knee deep in I like I don't want to call it quicksand because I don't know for sure if that's what it was but it was like it was like quicksand <laughs> kind of mud it was like it really sucked him in and he like could not move he could not get out and it was like a really kind of strange setup where it didn't look like it was mud it didn't look like it was that deep so he just like stepped on it like not really knowing mm-hmm. and uh yeah he he was like knee deep in this mud and I had to like it was it was just very funny to see him and then I had to like extend this gigantic um kind of like stick uh, log <laughs> I don't know to help leverage him out because I couldn't pull him up um just by mm-hmm. myself he was so stuck and very similar to you he was wearing his burks and he really didn't want to lose his burks <laughs> so <laughs> part of part of the effort was not only like yanking him out of the mud but like also trying to save the burks and then we had to like walk we, we did full disclosure we saved the burks we saved riley lived to tell the tale as well um but then we we had to do some serious burke rehab mm-hmm. to make sure that the shoes weren't completely fucked and they weren't really ever the same after that. I think they kind of <laughs> cracked. And, like, the mud was, like, it was so, it was really sucking him yeah. in. Like, it, it wanted those burks. <laughs> was Riley ever the same? <laughs> <laughs> or was he, like, the burke covered in mud? And 
forever just a little bit damaged. <laughs> I, I think he's okay. I, I think he's he's feeling chipper about it. That's but good. I've never been stuck in mud like that extremely before. And if I was alone and that happened, I feel like I'd be panicking. It's very scary. Yeah. I'm when you tell this story, I'm totally imagining like the Princess Bride like quicksand situation mm. and like that that's scary. And also I feel like I don't know, I've talked to people about this. I feel like I grew up with a fear of quicksand mm. in general yeah. and just like being sucked underneath something. Mm-hmm. And that can happen. So totally. Luckily Riley is here to tell the tale. Luckily I am here croc in hand my croc was also never the same i mean crocs are pretty like i don't know they stay true to form for the most part but it definitely (laughs) lost some life (laughs) (laughs) do we think that any of the sex in the city foursome do we think any of them would go for a pair of crocs no really not even miranda do you no, think, but I don't. do you think Carrie would like the giblets? <laughs> Wait, are they giblets? <laughs> Nobody can say them right. It's so funny. My, my favorite is my friend, actually the same friend who rescued me in my croc, uh, calls them jizbits. Oh, God. <laughs> which is much worse than what you said, giblets. Um, but yeah, they are called giblets. I, I, I can't. I don't know. Crocs are sort of this like interesting fashion phenomenon because they are pretty ugly (laughs) and I like fully recognize that as a lover of Crocs and everything but I can't I I think they're more like fashionable associated with like hipsters and Mm. like that kind of fashion which I don't think really fits the foursome I could see Charlotte having a pair of house Crocs Mm. like just ones that she wears around the house yeah um but other than that I don't know I I could be wrong though yeah, it's it's interesting to think about because I feel like when Crocs first came out, I can just see Carrie being like, no, those will never touch my mm. feet. But now you have so many options. Like the gibbets are like fun accessories for your Crocs. And then they also have like really cute platform Crocs, which you've shown me <laughs> and I love. <laughs> well, and also Croc. Yeah, it's Crocs. Crocs, the company. I was like, is the company <laughs> called Croc or Crocs? But anyways, yes, they have done like collabs with like Balenciaga and like these higher end fashion. Is it Balenciaga or Valenciaga? Balenciaga. Balenciaga. But yeah, they've done these collabs with these like high end fashion brands. So like maybe there's a world where the girls will be wearing Crocs. I'd love to see it. I mean, Carrie <laughs> had hip surgery. Maybe she needs a, a flat shoe from time to time. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I feel like she she could get on board. I, I need and just like that to address this in the second season. I agree. <laughs> what are the feelings on Crocs? <laughs> um, there's a lot of mud in the two episodes that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Lots of mud. Lots of mud wrestling so much mud and also just on the thought of shoes I was Mm. actually just thinking about well let's get into the episodes let's maybe do a recap first off sure yeah so today we're talking about two episodes which are like back to back which we don't really do very often but they're kind of I feel like they're an essential pair because both of them concern Carrie's harrowing trip to Suffern New York to uh, go to Aiden's cabin um, so the first episode we're talking about is from season four, episode nine, Sex in the Country. Um, so Aiden invites Carrie out to his rustic, but still full of, you know, basic amenities, like 
electricity and hot water. Well, oh, they didn't have bad. hot water. Well, it ran out, but the man I did try so. to install the heater. That's we have true. to give him some props for that. It wasn't like she was tenting, like, out in no. the woods. Imagine. No, can't. <laughs> I cannot imagine her sleeping in a tent. <laughs> no, it would be under very uh, stressed circumstances, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carrie goes out to his cabin in Suffer, New York. Um, Carrie struggles to see herself as a quote-unquote country girl. Uh, Miranda learns that Steve has testicular cancer and gets him appropriate help. Charlotte and Trey are in a different, quote, country space, Connecticut, <laughs> where they have sex among- amongst Bunny McDougal's prize-winning orchids. <laughs> and Samantha tires of the city and joins Carrie in Suffern and hooks up with young McDonald, the farmer who I just, I cannot buy that any farmer would so sexily be wearing overalls <laughs> with no shirt underneath and just like one strap casually like hanging off but think of the chafing the chafing also <laughs> like the elements <laughs> the hay the hay, hay is be- like it doesn't feel nice it's very scratchy no that that is definitely young mcdonald is a character written by somebody who has never been to suffer or spent time in the outdoors at all or, like, or been to a farm. farm yeah also like okay i find this episode really weird like why does aiden's cabin why is it right beside a farm doesn't that seem odd to you it does a little bit <laughs> i think i i guess i'm not really that well acquainted with like what the landscape is of new york outside of new york city mm-hmm, that's true but i i agree with you it seems kind of that strikes me as weird mm-hmm. and like a full farm too like almost like with car- cows with cows <laughs> with not just with cows but with dairy cows and like i think we heard chickens mm-hmm. i'm sure there are pigs off camera which i would want to i'd like to meet those pigs well, one thing I noticed about this episode, too, is that there's a lot of sprinkling of the nature sounds, like, mm. uh, like even when they're in Connecticut, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure they used the same soundtrack that mm. they did for when they were in, at Aiden's cabin. Yeah. And it's just a very, like, like, yes, I get that they're more in the outdoors than in the city, but it's just, I don't know. It, it feels written by somebody who hasn't spent a lot of time, like, in a cabin or, mm camping or anything like that i agree i agree i do think though that aiden's cabin like i feel like i've been to that cabin Mm -hmm. in different circumstances you know like i feel like that whole setup was like really well done Mm -hmm. but yeah the whole location it's true (laughs) next to this caricature of a farm my uh, my grandparents were farmers so I spent mm. a lot of time on on eight real farms growing <laughs> up <laughs> so I know I can speak with authority yeah, there you go and as you were saying too like this does feel true to Aiden's character I feel yeah. like him like having this like cabin and like loving it so much mm-hmm. and taking care of it and being like handy and like fixing things in it that does feel like a very Aiden thing and that does feel like um just like a, a kind of like a nice look into Aiden's like personality yeah you know what I mean like it says a lot about him that is such a good point like I was I was just reflecting on this actually like watching the episode like number one 
that's like really cool that Aiden is a full-time like furniture designer and then makes enough money to afford like Carrie's apartment and like a little cabin like outside of the city mm-hmm. and two yeah like that would be like such a good outlet I guess for I'm assuming Aiden's like pretty wide skill set if he's like building furniture all the time like yeah he's probably pretty handy like you can go to town on fixing up a cabin like right to your liking and mm-hmm. the other thing that I really like about it too is that you're so right it is very revealing of his personality and just how different he is from mm. I think the the set of kind of more social lady people that Carrie surrounds herself with or like as this episode would frame like city people mm-hmm. because instead of having a house in the Hamptons he has a house like in this small like outside of this very very small town in like a completely different part of New York mm-hmm. and I feel like that's really I, I I'm way more attracted to that than having a house in the Hamptons personally same you know I would be all nice. over that yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yes. I'd be there like you know if and you know that's a very real thing where we live like people yeah. have cabins people's families have lodges and whatnot mm-hmm. and like I've visited many of them and it's it's interesting because for so many people, so for people like Aiden and Steve, who we'll kind of mention a bit later, it's like this is such a nice like escape yeah. for them from the city, from like the daily grind. Whereas like for people like Carrie and Miranda, it's actually incredibly stressful and they mm-hmm. can't like let go of that city life. But mm-hmm. we'll get into it. <laughs> and I do find that. Yeah, I, I'm excited to talk more about that um, just because I can't relate to Carrie well I can't well okay I'm getting ahead of myself here um so I'll talk a little bit about the second episode we're also talking about um season four episode 10 bells of the balls and in this episode every single man on screen is extremely insecure about something Mm -hmm. um which is just also interesting I don't know interesting framing for this episode um so Steve is really insecure because after having testicular cancer and getting um having an operation he only has one ball and miranda pity fucks him (laughs) because she feels very very bad about his situation um samantha meets richard big dick right not because he actually has a big dick but he just is one (laughs) he's an asshole (laughs) um and deals with his absolutely insufferable misogyny when trying to land a pr contract uh trey is really insecure about his sperm performance and him and charlotte are still on their fertility journey and then the biggest part of this episode mr big has his heart broken by willow summer the movie star and ventures out to aiden's cabin pours his heart out to carrie also maybe a full bottle of wine and then he mud wrestles aiden in the morning um (laughs) following said wine time (laughs) you're middle-aged it's such a it's it's honestly one of my like for me it's one of Carrie's like funniest lines Mm -hmm. and it's not even just because the line is funny like her delivery of this line is just so good while they're fighting you're (laughs) (laughs) middle-aged it's so good and so true it's like I I love how you describe this episode as all the men are insecure because they're really I mean, I think there's good reason for some of them to feel insecure, but they just act like little babies about it. <laughs> they they really do. Yeah, just like the testiness, like even Trey. The testiness. They're so testy. I was just thinking of Steve's testicle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you say that on purpose? 
I mean, yes, I am that clever and witty. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, it's really funny. Um, but like, even when Charlotte's just kind of, you know, talking about, you know, continuing, I don't know, getting Trey's like sperm tested and continuing like their fertility thing, like over dinner or whatever, he's just like, he gets really snappy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, is it too much to ask for my mooshu without a side of sperm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I get there's a time and a place for conversations, but like, I don't know, she wasn't being particularly pushy or mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I He was, yeah, he was acting like a man-child for sure. Yeah, very, very insecure about his issues, mm-hmm. his impotence issues perhaps. Mm. Um, I I thought it was really interesting though, because like in so the episode right before Sex in the Country, we saw like Carrie very much removed from that comfort of city life, and yeah, just the the comfort I guess of of being a New York person. Um, in place like in the country, like at Aiden's cabin, and then in this episode, we almost see a very similar thing with Big, like mm. he is kind of identified in that previous episode as being Carrie's, like, city companion, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. he's all about the city life, like, New York Steaks, like, New York everything, Billy Joel, <laughs> uh, other things I'm assuming as well, uh, jazz, that, yeah, that seems like a, a, city, a city experience to go to a jazz club. Um, and then in this episode, Bells of the Balls, he is in a very similar situation he's taken out of that city context and like put into i think a really different environment for him where he's like not only uncomfortable maybe with like that whole setting but especially so because it's aiden's cabin Mm -hmm. and there's obviously history between big and aiden yeah and you see that hesitancy like immediately like he drives up to the cabin and then like lays on the horn and like won't even go inside at first and Mm -hmm. it and like there is sort of that barrier with Aiden of course but like it's just like he he's like why don't we just go back and like get a drink somewhere and it's just like he doesn't even want to like go in the mud he doesn't even want to go in the cabin he's just like I want nothing to do with this totally and I think too that's just like speaking to his complete lack of understanding of where he is like let's mm-hmm. go get a drink and Carrie's like where <laughs> like, where are we gonna go for that yeah there's there's no place around in this area like <laughs> let's go get lemonades I guess it's kind of funny though because I feel like in the first episode that we're talking about like Carrie has this weird turnaround but it feels very like artificial like at mm. the end she's like ah like city girls or just country girls and cuter outfits or whatever and then Mm. she seems to have this weird like no maybe I don't love the cabin but like I'm okay with it but it feels very like forced and pushed to me Mm. but for some reason with big I like believed that by the end of it he would want to come back like Mm. I kind of I feel like he sort of had this like breaking moment Mm -hmm. where he was like you know what maybe I do kind of like it out here and maybe that has to do with like his reconciling with Aiden and they sort of like throwed it out mm-hmm. uh, in the morning. But like, I, I kind of could, could see big, like wanting to escape a yeah. little bit after that. I don't know what it was, but I, I saw a big difference in like the sincerity of Carrie's feelings towards the cabin versus bigs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. 
I, I, I think that's that was such an interesting point for Carrie to land on too. Like maybe city girls are just country girls in cuter outfits. Like it sounds really condescending to me. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. Like I know it's not really what she intended, or at least I don't think it's what she intended. But to me, it sounds like oh, maybe we're just like a little bit better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't. And like okay, another thing is Carrie really showed up with cute outfits yeah like even when she was slipping and sliding all over the mud like she had a cute outfit yeah. when she was making the pie she had like she was dressed on theme mm-hmm. and I just like I don't know I I feel like she could have embraced it a little bit more mm-hmm. in some ways yeah all it took was like seeing that fucking squirrel for her <sighs> to lose her shit and start screaming at Aiden but like it's so weird because you know you see like you see birds and rats and everything in the city. Yeah, I guess it's just something you get used to. But like, I just squirrels are so not scary. No, <laughs> no, they're cute. Like, talk to me when you see a moose or you see a bear. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a horrible situation <laughs> that yeah. you have to deal with. Like yeah. a squirrel is fine. Yeah, but maybe that's our. Uh, our farm and cabin upbringing (laughs) perhaps yeah I yeah that is that is a a good grounding moment actually because I I spent a lot of my childhood like in the outdoors like my family went camping a lot we did lots and lots and lots of hiking like all like almost every single day in the summer like I spent a lot of time outdoors obviously like I went to my grandparents farm all the time too so like I don't know I just that that like firm divide between city life and country mm-hmm. life I guess just wasn't wasn't there for me necessarily growing up just because I had so much um time in the outdoors but one like experience that I'll never forget was when I was on a hike um I don't know as a young person teenager maybe and it was a pretty popular hike so there was lots of tourists in the area that kind of like loved to to go to this hike and we like my family had done that hike like many many times so like we we kind of knew it we knew what to expect and whatever um but like I saw some of these tourists like being just in shock and awe of seeing squirrels and seeing gophers and seeing like you know these creatures that I saw all the time and I'm just like oh whatever but like you know for somebody who hasn't grown up around that they're like oh this is this is the wildlife here like oh my god there's kind of that um yeah I guess like that kind of shock and awe at it that mm-hmm. I just don't have because I'm so used to it. So maybe that that's happening a little bit for Carrie. Mm-hmm. Good to stay humble. But uh. <laughs> I'm imagining Carrie on a on a hike. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's hard. It's very difficult. But no, yeah, I feel like she'd turn around immediately. You know what? Actually, I can see Carrie on a hike because. Uh, <laughs> another hiking experience I had was going on a hike and I saw somebody in kitten heels <laughs> on the hike <laughs> and I was like oh kitten heels and I think a mini skirt a denim mini skirt oh my god why but I mean they're probably just so ill-prepared like they yeah. have no idea what to expect yeah yeah and actually you know kind of thinking about it too we see um almost like a similar journey for Carrie and like even just going back to like her her kind of ending line like city girls are just country girls in cuter outfits mm-hmm. thinking about that episode like there really is an arc with Carrie's outfits and I think you you pointed this out too like she starts to dress very on theme and I wonder if that's like part of her like trying mm. to 
be more comfortable in the country life like if her outfit matches the environment like maybe that makes her like feel a little bit more prepared because when she shows up at the cabin she's in heels she's in like Mm -hmm. a a bright like flouncy skirt like Mm -hmm. just looks completely out of place and by the end of the episode um she's what wearing like a little plaid like tie-up shirt and some denim shorts like feeling a little bit more Mm. a little bit more there yeah just like a manifestation of the transition a little bit yeah yeah maybe for her it really only takes a cuter outfit although i would if she's gonna do any like serious you know hiking or outdoorsy stuff camping maybe (laughs) uh i don't know some hiking boots perhaps yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have to get some boots that might be kind of ugly but (laughs) honestly (laughs) it'll be better for you in the long run carrie (laughs) well she's probably right fucked her ankles anyways from wearing heels like pretty much her whole life yeah so that's another thing that's really interesting to think about like just the the commitment to wearing heels Mm. and like being at the cabin wearing heels i don't know that's a commitment i can't i can't I can't even wear heels to the club. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. It's really tough. I feel like I've passed the heel stage of my life. Mm. Like I I do like like a platform or like sandals that are. Yeah, I think it's called a platform or it's like a thick heel Mm -hmm. and like or like, you know, my foot is flat. But is that a platform? Uh, yeah i don't even know the words a platform would be like the whole shoe is like yes. elevated okay rather so I, than just the heel yeah so i do like platforms and i may wear them out but still probably not but other than like a stiletto no thank you i will never <laughs> okay so i i do like heels i i do like a pair of heels but i need to be prepared i'm yeah. never a person that's only going to be wearing heels i've always got a pair of backup mm-hmm. shoes like ready to go that are comfy and like god stiletto shoes fucking hurt they hurt your they feet hurt so there's no badly. cushioning there's no padding no and that's and it's like you just suffer yeah there's suffer. no relief it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah it's gonna hurt and that sucks yeah but even watching samantha like you know carefully tiptoe uh, up to milking the cow and she's also wearing yes. strappy sandals yes yes it, ooh, ooh, that's a choice i do love this little moment of samantha visiting as well oh i it's it's <laughs> perfect it's so perfect samantha would be the friend that i want to call out to <laughs> totally and it's so funny because i i can't remember if it's the same episode where she's like absolutely not i will not come see you and then she ends up going out there but mm-hmm. it's just like i don't know it's it's just it's very good it makes me laugh <laughs> totally totally I was kind of thinking about too with like Carrie's um, aversion to being the outdoors. I feel like I had a period of my life where I really wanted to embrace. I think it was like r- around the time I actually started watching Sex in the City too, where I had a period where I'd kind of discovered some like I don't know more like feminine ways of like presenting myself that felt comfortable, like doing my makeup. Um, mm-hmm 
especially when I had like acne and stuff and like covering that up and I just felt prettier with it like doing my hair at one point in time took like a long a long time I really liked all of my you know kind of cute clothes that I started collecting and gathering so there was a point in my life where I was like well I don't know I I don't want to be in outdoor situations where like I lose all of that stuff because it it very Mm. much felt like um like a comfort like like a safety blanket almost in Mm. in terms of how I felt about myself and how I was trying to yeah I guess how I was trying to feel comfortable you know in my own skin and looking back on that period now it's just really interesting because it's it was very much just a phase. Now I'm just like, no, I'm I'm totally fine to be outdoors. I I like hiking. I like camping. I like I like doing all those things and I don't need to like bring my makeup and you know, I, I'm okay to like kind of leave those safety things behind and as long as I'm well dressed and prepared for the elements, then mm-hmm. it's totally but I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a really like watching both of these episodes, um, and especially the one I think where Carrie first goes to the cabin, like and actually the second one too, like there's kind of some themes of like femininity and like mm-hmm. masculinity and like this idea of femininity being so closely tied to city life and having cute outfits, you know, looking done up, like going out for drinks, going out for fancy dinners, like the way that sex in the city really portrays femininity is so closely linked to that. Mm-hmm. And so taking Carrie at least and even Samantha like out of that setting, it almost looks very ridiculous. Like not mm-hmm. to be able to let them let those things go, like to be in a different environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean it totally enforces the like binary. And you yeah. see that even with like <laughs> Like, even just, like, oh, yeah, Biggs, or not Biggs, sorry, Aiden is, like, the masculine man who's, like, handy and blah, 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 and he has the cabin, and Carrie's, like, the city girl, and even with Charlotte in Connecticut, like, it's Mm. just, like, it really emphasizes that you are one or the other, like, city girl or country girl, like, and there's nothing in between, and, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. (laughs) It it is so weird to watch that now, because even Mm -hmm. just seeing Carrie, it's just, like, you you can't like wear a pair of flat shoes for like a weekend and actually get just the crocs carry get the crocs <laughs> get the crocs crocs get your gibbets like you know <laughs> you can make it cute but it is really weird to watch that now and you know by the time she kind of like comes around at the end of the episode with Aiden it's just like well maybe I don't have to like spend all my time here I can come out for weekends and it's just like yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on Carrie too too hard, but like, you don't have to be all one thing all the time. Like, you can have pieces of yourself where you're like you let, and it's okay if like you're really profoundly uncomfortable at the mm-hmm. cabin. If like the city is just, you know, I feel better there. That's totally cool. But like, it does seem very. I don't know interesting that she there's just so much resistance to letting that go and then the way that she starts to embrace it again is kind of like drawn through things that I think the show very closely associates with ideas of femininity so like mm-hmm. she changes the way she's dressing to kind of match the the cabin vibe um, and then she bakes a pie and we know mm-hmm. that Carrie doesn't like 
cooking mm-hmm. at all. And to me, that's just like, oh, that feels very like rustic and domestic and like, y- you know, just kind of that feminine trope, I guess, of um, I'm going to I'm going to bake a pie. And mm-hmm. I love to bake pies. <laughs> I don't want to shit on that, like specifically, but it is really interesting how her integration into like the outdoors mm-hmm. is very aligned with tropes of femininity yeah like it's not like she actually like puts on the hiking boots and like or like helps Aiden with I don't know like fixing things or Mm -hmm. they and they there's such this like this episode is well especially in the first one it's so odd because she constantly is saying I'm alone I'm alone out here and it's she's not alone like she's with Aiden and the whole point is to spend time with your partner and Mm -hmm. like and you know, that's okay if you have some resistance or it feels, like, uncomfortable at first, but it's very much this, like, me versus Aiden, like, me versus the outdoors, and it's, like, that's, that's not the point, like, and then that's such a, like, what you were saying about, you know, the things that sort of demonstrate her, like, integration are so, are just, like, traditionally associated with, like, femininity, that's so interesting, because, yeah, it still very much feels like she's so against, like, the Aiden of it all, you yes. know what I mean? Like, it's just like, she's like, okay, I can embrace these certain things and I can go out sometimes, which was always an option. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> like you said, I don't know why she thought otherwise. But yeah, it, it feels very, like, isolating. Like, mm-hmm. I know, I mean, my partner is definitely more, like, handy and has more, like, masculine traits than I do. But whenever we go on any vacation or we have a job to like do it's like we do it together Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it just feels very weird to me to see this relationship portrayed as like he does this stuff and I do this stuff yeah you know what I mean yeah (laughs) no definitely and like I think you know the whole conversation around like our Carrie and Eden like you know good for each other or whatever Mm -hmm. this episode to me really highlights like some very fundamental differences in their personalities Mm -hmm. and I think it's really interesting that you know it comes right before that episode where big comes out to the cabin and like you just kind of see I don't know some some more similarities of like why Carrie and big are like attracted Mm -hmm. to each other because they're not outdoorsy people Mm -hmm they do not want a cavern cavern a cavern in in (laughs) suffering cavern in suffering (laughs) cavern in suffering well we do hear in and just like that that big has a house in the hamptons Mm -hmm. and that's also really interesting like the show of course is so centered in city life like new york is the Mm -hmm. quote-unquote fifth character of it all but that isn't to say that they're always in new york right we do see them leave and when we do see them leave to, you know, certain, like, quote-unquote country locations, like, mm-hmm. this cabin is the only really, like, more rustic one. Because mm-hmm. usually we see them going to the Hamptons. And mm-hmm. for a lot of folks in New York, or especially wealthy folks, like, that is escaping from the city. Mm-hmm. And I think of the Hamptons, and I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't feel like the outdoors. <laughs> no. You know? Because, I don't know, maybe that's just... um my light experience with it but it seems very much like city life just like in a more like kind of suburby area if that makes sense yeah and it's so weird because it's like I think it was maybe in the LA episode or something where they're like oh let's go to LA or whatever and um 
they're like, oh, new, like, why would you leave New York City? Like, what else is out there? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's like New it's like New York City versus the world. Yeah. And it's like, they almost, like, all these other locations they go to, like the Hamptons, even L.A., like Mexico in the movie. It's just, mm-hmm. they all sort of seem to have this similar perception of, like, or not perception, but, like, this similar vibe of the outdoors. Like, yeah. it's like you know staying in a resort or staying in this very expensive house in the Hamptons or like staying in a hotel in LA or whatever but it mm-hmm. seems to all be very like similar whereas the cabin is like a whole other world yeah it's like and it and in I feel like in Carrie's eyes it's like a bad world and even yeah. in all of their eyes like they talk about it like in the beginning of the episode when they're having lunch or whatever it's like ew why would you want to go there like you're not mm-hmm. going are you like it's really like talked down upon mm-hmm. like it's just like the worst possible thing yeah and yeah I just I have a hard time relating to that yeah. because when I go camping or go to a cabin I have that opportunity to like truly disconnect and actually <laughs> I've been a bit of a tangent here but I was thinking about this too because like obviously they still have tv mm-hmm. and they still have magazines and stuff but this is pre-cell phone time and I feel like it's so interesting and like obviously you're still missing some of the luxuries of the city but I feel like just to compare it to like today in an age where we're so attached to our cell phones and we're so attached to like Wi-Fi and everything, mm-hmm. like it just, this is even like pre-Wi-Fi, isn't it? I was literally thinking the same thing watching these episodes. Yeah, I think it's pre-Wi-Fi and it, it's very much, well, I mean, I'm sure Wi-Fi like existed, but like not to the extent where we have yeah. it now, like everywhere has Wi-Fi now. Mm-hmm. You can walk outside of like, fucking disneyland and there's wi-fi everywhere you go you can stay at a cabin in airbnb and it has wi-fi and it has wi-fi <laughs> no definitely like she's all like this is a point in time when you're already pretty disconnected in a way yes. that like is very very different now yeah and i i was just thinking about that like i what is so rustic about this cabin or like because i mean sure of course it's like less modern than her apartment and it's old and whatnot but I just like had a hard a really hard time relating to Carrie to be like what are you so removed from yeah because you don't have a cell phone you don't you don't know what it's like to be addicted to technology (laughs) no and she actually is very technology adverse right like she held on to her old flip phone for Mm -hmm. many many moons like Mm -hmm. past when other people were getting like smartphones and stuff like and her laptop, like, to do her job, she actually doesn't need Wi-Fi. She literally mm-hmm. just needs power, and that cabin has electricity. It's mm-hmm. a lovely basic amenity to, <laughs> to enjoy. Yeah, and she's we, – we see her playing solitaire. She tries baking a pie. She's, like, reading magazines. Like, it's we like, see Carrie in other episodes and the movies, too. Like, she likes reading. So, like, why – I'm just – I'm really baffled that her – discomfort in being removed from this city is almost Mm -hmm. just like I hate that I have all of those options of what to do like taken away from me and it's just me and myself and like quiet time Mm -hmm. and it makes me wonder like yeah how much of that do you have or Mm -hmm. are you always going out are you always seeing people are you always going out to dinner and stuff and I guess those are kind of the examples she mentions. Yeah. Like she says like, oh, I wish I was in the city so I could be shopping a sample sale and like doing this. And it's just like, oh, OK. I I, I don't know. I just 
I have a hard time connecting with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah. Yeah. And I guess kind of similar to that, like talking a little bit about Wi-Fi, um, an honorable mention um, for kind of, kind of on theme is uh, the episode in season six, uh, Catch 38, which we've talked about fairly recently, um, where Miranda and Steve go on their honeymoon and they're mm -hmm. in the wilderness and Miranda loses bars on her cell phone. Mm -hmm. And okay. I don't know about you, but Miranda does strike me as the kind of person out of the foursome who could get down with like mm. going camping or at least like being outside. Like Miranda strikes me as that kind of person that like might be a little bit more like amenable to that. Well, and I wonder if that's because Miranda has sort of been given these like, especially in the earlier seasons, they sort of give her these more like masculine traits. Mm -hmm. Like they, you know, she likes Oh my god, is it baseball? She likes a sport. Oh, yeah, the yeah she likes like yeah. Yankees. Is it the Yankees? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just showing my ignorance right now, but oh yeah, of course, because they go to the baseball game. Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like she like wears caps and even like has the really uncomfortable but like also kind of cute episode with Sid and like mm -hmm. they sort of like give her and she wears like suits and like all these yeah. things. So I I just wonder if that like belief that she could actually get into the outdoors and that kind of thing is associated with her like previously given masculine traits yeah definitely but I don't know I do have a hard time seeing I don't know if I agree with you completely I have a hard time seeing Miranda and it's specifically because of this reason that mm. they fucked up so hard and then just like that mm. um just being so connected and yeah. being like but okay, here's the other thing about the cell phone. It's like, what are you going to call everybody all the time? It's not like, again, you don't have Wi-Fi. You don't have TikTok. Like, what are you doing on your cell Playing Snake? <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember the Nokia phones with Snake on them? Snake, I remember Snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know, Miranda likes to stay in touch and, like, read the newspaper. Yeah. And like you said earlier, it's like you can still do those activities. You can buy yeah. the Friday paper and, like, probably the Sunday paper, bring it out with you, do a crossword. Like, yeah. you know, you're not really removing anything that is different from your normal life other than the location. That's it. It's just, like, a different yeah. location. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, and I guess maybe – because I, I guess we're not really taught like none of these people are roughing it really no. like Carrie probably comes <laughs> the closest and the cabin still is you know to an extent glamping like you've got water you've mm -hmm. got plumbing you've got electricity like if you're in a tent you don't got those things so <laughs> yeah like nobody is really truly roughing it outside and all of these experiences excursions to like the country so to speak like they're all escapes like from mm -hmm. city life so it's all temporary right mm -hmm. and maybe like some of my thinking that like Miranda could be more of that outdoor person is because she also strikes me as somebody who's very fine and comfortable to like be alone mm -hmm. and have kind of those more solitary activities like reading or I don't know, playing cards with yourself or reading magazines, lots of reading. I don't know. I could see Miranda maybe, well, maybe not anymore, but at some point downloading like music or podcasts or something to like listen to. Totally. But I feel like that's, that's also part, it's not all of, you know, being in the outdoors and stuff, but mm -hmm. I feel like to some extent being in nature, being in the wilderness, like there is, 
some kind of connection with yourself mm-hmm. you know like I've heard people talk about being outdoors and like even taking walks and stuff like mm-hmm. in the woods or whatever um feeling like almost kind of a spiritual connection to like the outside and feeling kind of that like connection to yourself and like something bigger than yourself like well yeah I totally see what you're saying and like I can actually sort of sympathize with Carrie on that in some ways I I see it a little bit differently but it makes me think of my own like and I talked to my therapist about this um but like I feel like I make myself so busy Mm. that when I do have free time or like just a moment to like play a video game or like watch tv or like read a book like sometimes I feel like if I haven't like an evening with no plan there's like a lot of like anxiety Mm. that surrounds that and Mm -hmm. I wonder if it kind I mean maybe this is a bit of a stretch but like it's that idea of like connecting with yourself or connecting with nature or that Carrie is afraid of because it's like you know she's always she's such a socialite like Mm -hmm. obviously she's missing that like social aspect she's like I want to go out shopping or I want to go out for drinks with my friends and like having that opportunity to really just sit and stew in her own thoughts and Mm -hmm. and feelings like maybe that's a big part of why that's scary for Carrie oh just that rhymes (laughs) yeah and that is also really interesting because she like writes for a living so one Mm -hmm. would think that she has to I no I I think I totally see like what what you're saying and yeah like that that sense of like really being with yourself like away from your job like your writing job away from like all of your friends away from like all of the creature comforts and habits of your life like and also just thinking about nature thinking about the wilderness the outdoors like there's something that's bigger than you with mm-hmm. that right like there's so much you can't control about that environment like if you're not comfortable like being outdoors uh and you're you don't know how to prepare for that properly like that can feel really overwhelming and scary and like just really finding yourself out of your element mm-hmm. so i can yeah and i feel like that's a really important point to bring up too so that we're not just shitting on Carrie for (laughs) not um yeah not being like completely comfy at a cabin but yeah I wonder if there is some like aversion to just being by herself out there my friend I was talking about this show that I like called Alone Mm -hmm. well Jamie really likes it but it's basically like a survival show you win a hundred thousand dollars if you last uh the longest and out in the wilderness and a huge part of it is obviously survival skills like these are experts and blah 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 but what is really interesting about the show to me is the actual challenge of being alone there's no camera crew like you Mm -hmm. film yourself and they do checks like once a week and whatnot but like for a lot of people it'll be like they'll look at a photo or and this is like usually a mistake because you're allowed to bring one photo Mm -hmm. and they'll like be like oh it's my kid's birthday today and they'll like tap out because of that like emotional connection to the real world so I don't know why I was thinking about that but it's just like that's the and then so the other day my friend asked me because we were just talking about the show and she was like how long do you think you could be alone for like Mm -hmm. truly alone like no internet to connect with anybody like you can't look at reddit even like you're not with another person like how long do you think you could do that before you like start to disconnect and i was like thinking i was like i don't i don't know (laughs) it's hard to say 
a really good question. But also, like, as I was saying earlier, Carrie feels so, like, separated from, like, she's not alone. Mm -hmm. But she feels alone. And she feels so, like, disconnected from Aiden. And yeah, just, like, going back to your point where it kind of points out, like, what a mismatch they are. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And actually, too, one point, um, well, we've kind of talked about this before. Like, we don't see any of the girls have hobbies, (laughs) really. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're alone and you have a hobby <laughs> could you do that <laughs> you <laughs> know what hypothetical i hypothetical mean? scenario <laughs> like i i mean i personally like i i love um embroidering and if i'm going to a place where like i know i'm not gonna have wi-fi or i'm gonna have like really terrible connection like i'm perfectly fine to amuse myself like with various mm-hmm. activities i think like exactly what you're saying there would be a point where i'd be like okay enough of this i need to talk to a human person now uh, either mm-hmm. via phone or in person but i guess like that also kind of jumps out to me of just like i don't know maybe it's just there there are lots of ways that you can amuse yourself if you're like you know interested in pursuing that I guess and it doesn't seem like Carrie or really any of them have a whole lot of that like a big part of their personality is going to brunch going shopping like going out for drinks uh trying a new like trendy fitness class you know well I was even thinking about how they like Carrie could incorporate that Mm -hmm. into the cabin life like I've definitely like gone out to a cabin with friends and like you bring ingredients to make like fun cocktails Mm -hmm. or you know, you, I mean, I guess you can't really shop, but like you were saying, like you bring out like embroidery or like, you know what I, like where cards, yeah, cards, like reading, like you're a writer. Why aren't you reading books? Like it's play Scrabble with Aiden. Play Scrabble (laughs) with Aiden. Like exactly. It's just, I don't know. One point, like, also kind of connecting back to what we're talking about, about, like, the mismatch between Carrie and Aiden being really apparent. One thing that I found really interesting watching this episode, Sex in the Country, was, like, Aiden's really trying to get her on board. Like, show show her what he's interested in, right? He fixed mm-hmm. up this cabin by himself, um, like, doing, still doing lots of handiwork on it. Like, he likes to go out there to, to continue that work and stuff. And we see Carrie at one point, like, you know, try to help him out, like, haul a large piece of lumber or something. And she's not really, like, she's not really on board. She's kind of thinly veiling that, uh, you know, she's, she's not really happy. And then when she tries, she tries mm-hmm. to bake a pie. And Aiden couldn't be bothered like she's like yeah. oh let, let's peel apples together like it'll be really fun like i'm making a pie i never do this like she she is trying and i really actually appreciate that effort from carrie because you know what baking a pie also is not easy <laughs> it's not fucking easy she also like pre-baked that crust like mm-hmm. damn there there's a lot of and also it's a thousand degrees out you're running the oven like you know Props she's to trying. Carrie. Yeah, props to Carrie. Props to Carrie for trying. That's, like, honestly pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Aiden's just, like, 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 literally could not be bothered to, like, be at all invested in what she's doing and how she's trying. And, like, that that is, like, I don't know, that really stood out to me watching this this time around, too. That, yeah, that's such a good point. It's such a weird disconnect because yeah. you're right. He was totally excited but then it he had this sort of like perception of Carrie's like yeah like 
you'll love it and blah 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 like who he like wanted her to be mm-hmm. and then so she embraced that and then he's like well actually maybe not i don't know yeah. like it yeah it again just that like mismatch mm-hmm. and it's like okay like you're you're going into your cabin you're doing a lot of work on it but you're inviting your partner out like are you making any time or effort to hang out with Carrie or are you just like toiling away all day and then going to bed at 8 30 because like yeah that's you know to be fair to Carrie that doesn't seem like a very fun time Mm -hmm. if she truly does just have to like amuse herself and she went out here on the pretense that like Aiden was gonna hang out with her Mm -hmm. you know that would feel really lonely okay maybe I'm coming around on how hard I was (laughs) on Carrie earlier That's no, that's such a good point because it's almost like he excludes her. Yeah. Like he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do all this stuff. And like, sure, he he was defeated from the very beginning. He's like, Mm -hmm. it's not for Carrie. It's not for Carrie. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Like you're not like he just seemed like he didn't really. I don't know. He didn't know what he wanted. He didn't like did he want her to embrace it? She starts to embrace it. And then he totally like just doesn't give a fuck i'm starting to turn around too yeah that would suck that would be like no no wonder why she brings samantha out like if aiden just leaves her alone all freaking day like yeah shit like we learned that carrie can make a pie and she can put on some rain boots and like slip in the mud i guess there is that moment yeah where she keeps slipping and i i don't i don't even know what they're doing but no (laughs) what are they doing in the mud (laughs) And also maybe not a good day to do whatever you're doing if you literally can't stand up. <laughs> Perhaps. But she's she does she genuinely tries. try. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, just kind of thinking about Carrie and Aiden's like overall relationship in season four. We've we've talked about this before, I think a little bit too, of just like they're not a good match for each other. And Aiden has a very particular, and Carrie's whole thing aside, because she obviously is not perfect in that relationship. Aiden has a very specific vision of who he wants Carrie to be. Mm-hmm. And it continually seems like she will, even when she tries and he brings her in, there's mm-hmm. always that image of who I want you to be on Carrie. And it's not who she is. And yeah. she can never live up to that image. And we see that with, um, with the proposal, with their wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And we see that, like, we yeah, we, we see that a lot throughout the relationship. I, you could even, you know, say something about the computer situation where Aiden, like, buys a computer for Carrie, like. <sighs> and it it's, like, not who she is. And yeah. he gets all, like, mad and weird about it. and Yes. Yeah. And anyway, it's it's interesting to think about how this is like such a small it's like it's only a couple episodes but like this time at the cabin is very revealing for (laughs) the arc of their relationship it's super revealing i mean even just like bringing big in there which is like in in real life so unnecessary yeah but like bringing in that sort of like you said we're saying earlier about how that's her like connection like you see them really like connect over being like if you're going to enforce the binary of like city people versus country people, it's Mm -hmm. like, it just really reinforces that idea that they are not meant for each other. Yeah. You just, you really see that like, yeah. (laughs) Totally. And actually I like that you bring up big because I think, you know, if we're kind of talking about 
or we talked a little bit earlier about how Carrie's kind of like integration into the outdoors like there's a lot of like ways that that happens through a very feminine lens or at least how the show portrays femininity Big's comfort in the outdoors I think Mm. is very masculine like the mud wrestling (laughs) I I was watching this uh, episode earlier and I was like this is probably the most masculine moment on the fucking show (laughs) when they're fucking going at each other they're referencing Batman and Green Hornet whatever the fuck and like playing basketball like that was such a masculine moment like literally Mm. rough and tumbling in the mud and then actually Riley Riley was watching this with me too and he pointed out that it's a common trope for men who are very much at odds with one another mm-hmm. to like fight it out and then all of a sudden they're bros. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it's just really interesting. Okay, like Big finds comfort at the cabin through yeah, just a very different like masculine, I guess, coded way. Well, yeah, and especially as you were saying earlier, compared to Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Like, how are we finding comfort in the wilderness? Yeah. Are we fighting in the mud or baking a pie? Yeah. It's like these two <laughs> options. Yeah, no kidding. God. <laughs> if you grow up, you know, in rural place like maybe the city feels really out of your element like it's really loud there's Mm -hmm. lots of traffic like there's so many more people than you're used to like that can feel like a really disorienting experience and then kind of the the opposite too right like and we see most notably in in these episodes of you know being so steeped in in city life and big city life too like new york is is not a small city Mm -hmm. Um, And then feeling really out of place when you're removed from all of that. Mm -hmm. It's a really, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting to think about, like, you know, how Carrie kind of, like, comes around that. Big kind of comes around that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Samantha, yeah, she just has to find somebody to hook up with and then she feels okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fine. Well, I think it's interesting, like, because it's so true. Like, if you grow up in a small town, like, I even... I mean, it wasn't a super small town, but like a sm- I came from a smaller city and now like we're still in a fairly small city. But I I think this is why it's so important to like travel. And I also recognize that travel is a privilege and not everyone can travel. Mm-hmm. But there is so much sort of like pretentiousness about New York itself and about the city. And again, like as I was saying kind of earlier, I think Carrie and the girls are being really condescending towards this sort of lifestyle but you know for a lot of people like <laughs> that's their life and like you were saying like it's very much vice versa like there's it's sort of like yeah you have your comforts in life and once you're removed from that you know you you face a lot of challenges and and whatever it could take mm-hmm. a long time to get over it but I I think that's why it's so important to do stuff like that yeah. is to sort of gain perspective and like understanding of other people's lives and like how because I mean we've sort of talked in the past about like sex and city feels very much like a fantasy land Mm -hmm. like it's like you know the girls live in this like super white privileged like upper class like version of New York City and like that's just not the case like it's a hugely diverse and like just 
a place with a lot, a lot, a lot of people who come from a lot of different backgrounds and like that's what makes it so special. But like the show portrays New York as just very much like their world. And I, I think it's important and it's really cool actually to see these episodes that feel a little bit like... I feel similar to these episodes that I feel towards like the train episode because Mm -hmm. I feel it feels different. Mm -hmm. Like it feels different from a regular Sex and the City episode. But I I do think it's really important to like get them out of it. You know what I mean? To kind of like see something different. Totally. And I, yeah, I, I just, I agree with what you're saying for sure. And it really highlights to just, I think the point that you made earlier, like the condescension of mm-hmm. Carrie towards, you know, country people or, you know, even suffer and like the way that, like, I can just imagine growing up in, you know, a town the size of Suffer and like growing up in like maybe a rural location and like watching this episode and being like, okay, well, fuck you, bitch. Like, yeah, I love my life. Like, it's uh, it's great. Fi- find lots of joy from it or whatever. Like, if somebody would, it's it's just like very much like speaking down about like a place that isn't New York City, mm-hmm. and exactly like what you just said. Even there in New York City, isn't actually New York City. Yeah, and they would yeah they just live in a very like privileged like wealthy and white version of a city that's actually like incredibly diverse and it's like you know you (laughs) yes get out to the country like you know maybe like suspend your disbelief a little bit about what it's going to be like or how you are going to be in the country like you just got to set that well maybe not disbelief but um you just, I think you have to set aside a little bit of, like, your own ego and, like, your comforts and, like, be willing to be a little bit uncomfortable in an environment mm-hmm. that you're not. So do that. But then also, like, I don't know, explore New York because there's also a lot of perspective shifting that I think could come if they, like, left the Upper East Side. <laughs> Absolutely. It it actually kind of makes me think about the Paris episode, or not the specific episode, but when she moves to Paris. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is this expectation, like, oh, it's, like, and Paris is a very similar city to, like, New York City. Obviously, it's, like, very yeah. famous, very Big romanticized, city. like, yeah. kind culture of. Capital. Yeah, culture capital, exactly. And, like, Carrie goes with this sort of, like, fantasy vision mm-hmm. of New York, like, similar to Paris. But then she goes, and she is completely out of her element. She can't speak the language. She doesn't really connect to anybody. And, of course, there's, like, issues with the Russian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it just kind of makes me think of, like, I don't know, just thinking about her being, having her comforts and everything in, like, New York City. And, like, I don't know. Maybe you just got to get out sometimes. <laughs> I love that you bring that up, too, actually, because you're so right. Like, the Paris episodes, we see Carrie feel, or look, at least, really out of her element. Like, but she was so willing to do that. She was like, yeah, the Russian invited mm-hmm. me to Paris, and I'm going to go. I'm going to leave all my friends behind, my job behind. Like, she was ready to do that, and I wonder if part of that was the perception of, like, I'm going to another big city. Totally. Of course it was. If the Russian was like, I'm moving to, to the country, <laughs> to the country, she would have 
never I'm moving to Suffern <laughs> but it's actually kind of cool because in comparing that I didn't even think about this but in comparing those two an- episodes where she actually truly does feel so isolated and she does feel alone and she never recovers from that yeah and but in the Suffern episodes she is through these <laughs> feminine ways able to sort of embrace this like culture this countryside of her yeah so it's just it's kind of like an interesting comparison between those two places. Like you'd think in a city like Paris, Carrie would be like thriving. Yeah. And of course the timelines although the timelines are probably the same. She was in Paris for a few weeks mm-hmm. at least, and she had been in suffering for like two days before she made a pie. So Yeah. I don't know. I think Carrie is a little more country than maybe she thinks. <laughs> probably not though. <laughs> I, yeah, I cannot see Carrie going for a hike. I can't no. see Carrie, like, tent camping. But this cabin is probably the closest that she would get and not feel completely, like, completely, completely out of her element, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you have basic amenities, like, that's a real different experience than roughing it. Or, you know, there there are lots of people that live, like, in more rural areas that don't have, like, potable water and don't have you know, consistent electricity or, like, a warm place that's, like, well-insulated and stuff, like, that, yeah, the fact that she, like, this is her escape and it still has, like, all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good for you, Carrie. You're fine. Yeah. And this was, as we said, before cell phones, so. Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> read uh, Great Love Letters from Men, <laughs> part two. <laughs> Or Love Letters from Great Men, whatever the title oh, is. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Maybe write a love letter. There you go. There you go. You're a writer, right, Carrie? <laughs> Read Jack Berger's follow-up book to Pandora's, what is it, Pandora's Box? Pandora's Paradise? I can't remember what I the book's remember. called. Read his follow-up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace snail mail. Send him a scrunchie. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, we were, like, right. Isn't that, people literally go on writing retreats so that they get away from the hustle and bustle of the city so that they can focus on writing. Like, write something, write a book, right? (laughs) Well, okay, maybe not a book. That might be ambitious, but it's like. Or write for fun. Yeah. You know? Journal. Yeah. uh, yeah. Do some (laughs) self-reflection, you know? (laughs) I don't know. Still, still mixed feelings about this whole uh, about Carrie's attitude, but I can appreciate if your partner invites you out and is like, "JK, I'm actually gonna be working the whole time, so amuse yourself." <laughs> yeah, but all, that is again actually quite similar to the Russian. Mm-hmm. Come live with me, but uh, yeah, JK, I'm gonna be working on my exhibitions the whole time and have no time for you. So, bye. Yeah. I have really enjoyed this discussion because I actually do feel like I've had a bit of a turnaround because as you pointed out with I was very like I don't want to say critical but I guess a little bit critical of Carrie and being like oh why can't you embrace it and blah 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 but Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the perspective that Aiden wasn't really fully on board either. And I just that isolation, that like feeling alone from your partner, like that's something that's very relatable and sort of like highlighted when you're put into a situation like this. So you know Mm -hmm. what? 
I can see that caring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the squirrel is a bit much though. <laughs> One shriek, fine. <laughs> Two shrieks and then burning your leg. No. <laughs> Dropping the pie and then <laughs> I fucking hate it here. Having a oh I I fully would have a blow up though. Well, no matter where you're listening from, the city, the country, somewhere in between, because it's not a binary. <laughs> lots of in between. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for lending us your ears, listening to us while you do things, maybe baking a pie. Mm-hmm. So lovely. Um, we appreciate you so, so, so much for listening. Listeners. It's true. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell us what you think. And if you feel so inclined, please DM us a post-it note. Tell us what you think of the outdoors. Yes. Yeah. What would you write in the in the great outdoors what would you do what would you do if you were carrie would you bake a pie i would actually get the new york times yeah and do the sunday crossword oh i love that i would get a book of crosswords you know how you like go to a gas station they have like books of the i have one right beside me (laughs) yeah i would go ham on that (laughs) absolutely yeah get a crossword tell us about your crossword yes (laughs) um please remember to or well, if you want to, <laughs> I guess, uh, fully up to you. Uh, but remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Don't Hate Us Pod. And yeah, we'll catch you all next time.